your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Monday, July 12th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherMarkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoVan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And this episode is brought to you by Locked On NHL Podcast. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and off-season recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So we are just about a little over a week away from the expansion draft uh, next Wednesday, July 21st. And we are one day away from clubs requesting players to waive their no movement clauses ahead of the expansion draft and still no word out on whether the Florida Panthers will request any players to waive their no movement clauses ahead of next week's expansion draft. So I got no updates regarding that as far as the deadline, which is tomorrow. So this is the part of the off season where, and for the next few months that we might, there might be days where they'll It'll be a little quiet when it comes to NHL news. There might not be a few anything going on. So that gives us an opportunity to continue doing some player grades and to go over some of the draft prospects ahead of the entry draft next week. So today's player grade, we will be talking about two-time Stanley Cup champion and veteran Patrick Hornquist. Let's not forget that Patrick Hornquist was a player who was traded from the Pittsburgh Penguins over to the Florida Panthers. Just one of the first moves that Bill Zito made in his short tenure as the general manager of the Florida Panthers. And let's go over that trade a little bit. The Florida Panthers, as far as annual average value as far as salary, they saved $775,000 a year in that, in that trade alone. Plus the long-term contract situation when it comes to Matheson's contract. Colton Sevier is a UFA uh, this offseason where he made $1.2 million. Mike Matheson AAV is $4.8 million. Patrick Hornquist AAV is $5.3. So the Florida Panthers savings was up to an, an, a player on, on their ELC kind of savings for the Florida Panthers. And Patrick Hornquist, 
still has two years remaining on his contract. And Horny was off to a wonderful start this season, playing on the second line along with Alex Wenberg and Jonathan Huberto. However, injuries continued to plague Patrick Hornquist as he's had quite many concussions during his time playing in the National Hockey League. And this year specifically for Hornquist, he played in 44 games out of 56, recording 14 goals and 18 assists. And the thing with Patrick Hornquist is what he's known for is getting in front of the net, especially on the power play. And the Panthers knew what they were bringing in. They were bringing a veteran leader. They were bringing someone who experienced playing with one of the best players in the National Hockey League in Sidney Crosby. And they improved their overall long-term situation as well because according to Cat Friendly for the Florida Panthers, the Cats have up to $13.1 million in cap space in this $81.5 million flat cap world that the Florida Panthers are and the National Hockey League are going through right now. While the Pittsburgh Penguins, you want to take a guess on how much cap space they have heading into this season? They only have 3.2. I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins are still have a lot of players on their roster from their championship years. So, I mean, in, in order to win a Stanley Cup, you got to spend a lot of money and bring a lot of players on your roster. I mean, look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're still over the cap for next year, around $85 million, And they still got to shed some salary in order to build a roster next year. So that, that's what happens when you win championships and you spend big. Sometimes after you win, sometimes you might take a big fall. And the, and the Pittsburgh Penguins might, keyword, might be in that situation where they might have to inevitably rebuild. And let's not forget that the GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Jim Rutherford, the one that made the trade, resigned just a few months after making making the trade and replaced by Ron Hextall, who was formerly with the Philadelphia Flyers. So still a little strange that a, a Flyers great is with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So that's a little strange in my book, but besides the point, the as far as cap flexibility on the long term, making that trade was even before Patrick Hornquist even took a game and played a single game for the Florida Panthers. It was beneficial for the Florida Panthers in as far as long term. And only one time in Patrick Hornquist's career did he score more power play goals than he did even strength goals. The only other time that Patrick Hornquist did it was in the 2017-28 season when he had 15 power play goals to his 14 even strength goals. This year, it was 6 even strength goals to 8 power play goals. And again, we called it Patrick Hornquist's office right in front of the net where there were many times where the Florida Panthers, mostly in the beginning of the season, where Patrick Hornquist was getting in front of the net and when you needed a 
goal the most. He was there, and he got it started right away in game one of the season against the Chicago Blackhawks. And average time on ice for Patrick Hornquist was just about just a little over his average in his career. He averaged 16 minutes and 47 seconds of ice time this year, and his career time on ice is 16.08. So especially in the beginning of the season playing in that second line, Patrick Hornquist had to play more than he usually would. And Hornquist, let's not forget, he's 34 years old. So he is getting up there in age. And many people thought that when he was traded from the Pittsburgh Penguins, and let's not forget, he had to waive his no trade clause in his modified no trade clause in order to come over to the Florida Panthers. And in the second game as well, he had two goals. Where, so he had three goals in the first two games in that series against Chicago, and, and he scored in the first three. But then it died off a little bit. He was placed on injured reserve on March 27th and then reactivated on April 3rd. And then after April 24th, we didn't really see much of Patrick Hornquist after that. We thought that it, it was going to be maintenance days for Patrick Hornquist, but after April 24th, Patrick Hornquist didn't play a single game after that. Though the Florida Panthers were all right, they were able to scratch some wins. They were able to get home ice advantage against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round but then when he returned to the playoffs you saw a little bit how slow Patrick Hornquist was and inconsistent as well because he wasn't really a factor in any of the two home games against Tampa Bay did record two points in game three in where Ryan Lomberg scored that overtime goal against Vasilevsky got a point in game four got two in game five and then Along with the rest of the team, the Florida Panthers didn't show up in Game 6. But the biggest issue with Patrick Hornquist this season was the, an inability to really stay on the ice. And when he did return, it was a little obvious that he was still a hurt playing. But the veteran that Patrick Hornquist is, he wanted to be there for his team. And you got to give credit to Patrick Hornquist for trying to play through that. And he's 34 years old, will be a UFA in two years so there's still two more years left on his contract I still think that Patrick Hornquist can be viable to this team starting off on the third line as he gets older and as the younger players make their way to the team Patrick Hornquist's role could be diminished a little bit before the time the contract ends so we could just expect Patrick Hornquist to not just be that factor that he was this season early, especially if injuries continue to be the thing for Patrick Hornquist. So as far as his grade for this past season, I'm going to give him a B minus. B minus because off to a fast start and then slowed down towards the middle and the end and then got hurt. And we, I can't really give him crap for being hurt. However, when, the, when he did return to play and was hurt, 
it just wasn't the production that we saw from the beginning of the season. So that's why I give Patrick Hornquist a B-. minus. In the next segment, we're going to continue our prospect profile series ahead of the 2021 NHL entry draft. You've been listening to Locked on Panthers. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You want to know what my flavor, favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What? Cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, built bars, any anything cookies and cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are built bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. Order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at Built.com. Continuing this prospect series for the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast ahead of the 2021 NHL entry draft is Chaz Lucius out of the U.S. National Developmental Program. And these are his following ranks, with nine being the best, one being the worst. Skating, five. Shooting, 6.3. Passing, six. Puck handling, six. Hockey sense, six. And physicality at a five. Overall grade is an A. This one in Elite Prospects, he's ranked number 17, which is actually the lowest of all the other places which he is ranked. The highest he's ranked in other draft sources is TSN's Bob McKenzie and McKean's Hockey, ranked where he is ranked both at number nine. Chaz Lucius is six flat, 183 centimeters, weighs 172 pounds, 78 kilometers, shoots right-handed, 18 years old, out of Grant, Minnesota, and is committed to play at the University of Minnesota starting next year for the Gophers. This is what Joey Panmanmaban said about Chaz Lucius as he is heading to University of Minnesota this year. The offense is what stands out. I think he's got a really great release on his shot. He drives play in the offensive zone, and he's a really good playmaker. So his UCHL and U.S. development program time, he, when you combine those numbers, it's a total of 
15 games, 26 goals, and 12 assists for a total of 38 points. So if, if you're a team that struggles to find shooting and t- an ability to put the puck behind the net, then Chaz Lucius is a guy that you want to have on your team. And behind his shooting is his passing as well, his ability to pass, and hockey sense as well. So all three of those are in the sixes. So it seems that his hockey IQ is is high, and he knows when to shoot, and he knows when not to shoot. And however, he did sustain a knee injury that was lingering for the first few months of the last season, and he didn't make his debut until February 19th against the Chicago Steel. But when he did, he scored two times in his debut. So some would have doubted how Chaz Lucius' ability to come back from an injury, but when he did come back, he was able to score at will, and the that should convince teams that he should be fine heading into the draft. And there was a quote from Mitchell Brown saying, quote, first game for Lucius, and what an eventful game it was. In many ways, it was a classiest Lucius game. The shot was there, scoring with a powerful one-timer and an in-stride quick-release wrister from a sharp angle. So, close quote. So that means that even when he's drawing more to the right or to the left, that in small gaps that Lucius is able to score as well, especially when it comes to beating a teammate to be wide open right in front of the net. So that's one thing you want to look for in Lucius is that shot. So, because it is a rocket. One criticism that has come towards Lucius is when it comes to defensive zone. And sometimes they say that it's half effort on loose pucks and there are sometimes blown coverages. So that's something that Lucius would have to work on once he is drafted and developed while at the University of Minnesota. But they say that there isn't a lack of awareness there, though. and But people are worried that Chaz Lucius could be a one-dimensional player, which is why Lucius is a player that could slip in the draft and why Elite Prospects has him ranked at number 17 instead of number 9, like what TSN's Bob McKenzie has him in. As far as possible ceiling for Chaz Lucius on the NHL level, Elite Prospects is saying that he could be part of secondary scoring, mostly because of a lack of pace. Most of his scoring comes mostly with one-timer shots or wristers right in front of the net, because as far as when the puck hits a stick, there's not really pace after that that he is able to put and they say elite prospect says that that is what's preventing him from putting video game numbers during his time in the usdp so it might 
hurt him in the long run when he reaches the NHL level. But as far as if a team wants a player who, who can shoot, then Chaz Lucius is a guy that they want to consider. And sometimes the cause of that is overhandling the puck and sometimes overthinking once he gets the puck on his stick. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contests information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. Before we get to our next prospect, some breaking news just happened in the NHL where Duncan Keith of the Chicago Blackhawks just got traded to the Edmonton Oilers for Caleb Jones, the brother of Seth Jones, and a conditional third-round pick where the Chicago Blackhawks didn't retain a single dollar of his salary. And you got to think, Chicago has to be the winner of this trade because they dumped over $5 million of Duncan Keith's salary, and they have flexibility more in the future and some spending money. And it's crazy. There is now a possibility that the Chicago Blackhawks could have the two Jones brothers because they're in position to to trade for Seth Jones. And that the New Jersey Devils could be in position to have both Hughes brothers with Jack Hughes being the number one overall pick just a few years ago. And Luke Hughes, a defenseman, is in a, a draft prospect in this year's 2021 NHL entry draft. So it's crazy. It's this is this is going to be a fun few weeks where trades are going to happen, the protection lists are coming out, and buyouts are going to happen. The buyouts are coming. We haven't had any major news drops yet based on the buyout market, but there there could be quite a few players being bought out in in the next week or two. The next draft prospect in this 2021. NHL entry draft draft prospect profile is Stanislav Svazolt from the Czech Republic, a defenseman who played at HC Kometa Bruno. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And these are his following ranks: skating is at a 5.5, shooting at a 5, passing at a 5.5, puck handling at a 5.5, hockey sense at a 6, 5.5 physicality, and overall grade is an A. David St. Louis says, quote, Basel's in inet aggressiveness between blue lines, his gap management, controlled posture, and footwork, his awareness and stick work represent solid building blocks for an NHL-grade defensive game. So, for the Florida Panthers, with most of their free agents, most of them being of the RFA kind, arbitration eligible, 
the Florida Panthers have to prepare themselves for if they are to replace those players that they don't qualify offers for. So I'm thinking either at this point in time right now, my mind can change for the Cats to either go defenseman or BPA. And it honestly also depends on what happens in the expansion draft. Who's taken? As in yesterday's episode, there were multiple YouTube videos and articles on who is projected to be picked from the Panthers as far as the pick for the expansion draft. I won't say the names. I'll have you guys actually listen to the episode yesterday, but there are... There, I will say there's at least one defenseman pick from that list slash videos that I shared with you guys on the LO underscore FLA Panthers page. So the Florida Panthers, in this case, might have to prepare in the case that said name is going to be chosen on the expansion draft. As far as his rankings for other prospect sites the lowest he's ranked is 35 by fc hockey and the highest is actually well elite prospects at number 18 so a lot of mixed reviews on stanislav vazil for his draft status in this year's nhl entry draft and he is a defenseman who does shoot left-handed he is six flat 183 centimeters 172 pounds 78 kilometers and when it comes to Svazil, the offensive upside is there for this defenseman, according to elite prospects. And not really a guy who had a lot too much ice time, where he averaged about 11 minutes and 56 seconds in all situations. And his Corsi was 51%. And one of his best qualities as a player is his ability to finish his check and be in position like with his hips and his footwork and great body positioning. And that's what you need if on the blue line if you're going to prevent players from getting past you and leaving your goalie out to dry. So he's, according to Elite Prospects, he's physical with a purpose. So you won't see him out of position, stretching to make a check, and just trying to do too much out there. And he's not a player that's easy to get passed by. And when it comes to the neutral zone, he's able to close in on gaps when players are going in transition as well. He did play two times with the Czech Republic internationally with the World Juniors. And again, at U18. And the best part about Basel is stopping transition. And too many times in the last few years, we've seen opposing teams just get in transition. And doesn't matter who the goalie has been, a lot of times a turnover at the top of the blue line has caused other teams to just go one on O the other way. And Vazel is a player who could possibly stop that from happening. And there's going to be some growing pains with defensemen. Those are one of the hardest positions to develop. Not not as hard as goalie, but 
there there will probably will be growing pains for Vazel as he's making his way into the league. So he's one that stops play in the middle of the neutral zone, doesn't give up many transition chances, and not really much of a scoring defenseman, but the upside for scoring is definitely there. So defensemen sometimes are really hard to judge when you really don't see point production out of them, but if anything showed this season as far as production, you could go and look at a player like Radko Gudis was one of the best defensemen on the team for most of the season and didn't wasn't really much of a score, but it was he was one who really laid the lumber and was really one who really didn't let anyone pass them often at least. So as far as physicality and as far as preventing transition, Zvazel is one who could really help any team that he is on. That's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast pops into your podcast feed. Make sure to follow the Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And when you're done listening to this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, make sure to tell your smart device to play today's episode of Locked On Today. Did Giannis save the Bucks in the NBA Finals? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Tyron Ronda Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Or it's your team. Every day. Oh,